Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, time. you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. It's never easy, Pastor. It's just, you know, the equipment. I am, like, allergic to some of this equipment in here. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I I want it to go right, it goes left. I want it to go left, it goes goes right. I'm telling you, man. Pastor, it's so good to see you. How are you today? It's good to see you, Mike. And just just stay patient with it. Uh, Everything's going to work out. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm really excited about today. Let, Let me set this up if we can. while back, we had Bobby Bowden on. And the way that we got to Bobby Bowden um, originally was from from our our next guest, our guest for the entire show today, who is Doug Scott, the former director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes down in Tallahassee, Florida. That's uh, that's that's car racing country or something, isn't it? NASCAR down yeah. in Tallahassee. Is it Tallahassee yeah. or Tallahassee? I don't know. I bet there's some NASCAR going on. Football, football country. It's no. football country. <laughs> yeah, man, you come up to Wisconsin, you want to see some football. No, I'm just kidding, Doug. Hey, yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, we're, so, we're so excited to have you on the show today, Doug. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, how are things going down in Florida? Well, we're, we're doing well down here. We finally got some rain, and we needed that. It had been, been pretty dry down here. But um, everything's going well. I'm still doing a lot with Coach Bowden, setting up his speaking engagements and traveling with him, and I really enjoy that. It's a real blessing. Hey, uh, Doug, this is Pastor Ken. How how did you get to know Coach Bowden? Well, I was in Orlando with FCA on staff, and the Seminoles came down and played in the Citrus Bowl. It was called the tangerine bowl at that time mm-hmm. and coach Bowden brought down the Seminoles to play and I got to meet him because we did a breakfast where we invited all the players and coaches of both teams to come and then we invited the community and they we all got together and we had testimonies and a lot of good uh, Christian fellowship. And that's where I first met Coach Bowden. And then in 19, that was in 1976. And in 86, we moved to Tallahassee. And I got to, I, I reunited with him and got to know him. And and he's just a great Christian man, a real ambassador for the Lord. Again, we are talking to Doug Scott uh 
Uh, Doug, uh, would, it, would it be right for me to, to, to say you're the former director of the uh, FCA in Tallahassee? Yeah, well, Mike, yeah, I, I started out in 74 in Orlando, stayed there 12 years, came to Tallahassee in North Florida in 1986, and then in 1990 I became state director of FCA in Florida, and then around 95 I moved into the South Georgia area and helped develop that area with FCA. Well, boy, I, I can tell you this, Doug. We've had a number of uh, athletes and we've had a number of guys that have been involved with the FCA in one way or another. And yeah. you you can't find somebody to say a bad thing about their involvement and the experiences that they've had with, with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And on the website, mm-hmm. I just want people to understand, and I'll read a few of these as we go throughout the show, but but the, the vision of Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the overall vi- vision of, of this group is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And for for a show like ours here, Doug, we have a number of athletes and coaches that listen to Faith in the Zone, and I know this because they they text me or call me, or when I see them at a game, they say, hey, listen, I I listen to Faith in the Zone all the time. So as we talk today, we're going to get your testimony. We're going to hear some stories about some of the guys that you've gotten a chance to to, to work with throughout the years. But, But as we're doing this, please understand, if you're not involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and you feel, and you're feeling led to do that. Understand the kind of organization that you're going into. The FCA vision again is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And and I like yes. that vision, Doug. I really do. Yes, it's it's uh, it, it, you got the best of both worlds: athletics and Christianity, and you put them together, and you got a winner. Yeah, you, you you have the opportunity you have the you have the opportunity for coaches and athletes that have been given a platform, as Tony Dungy speaks of often, his platform uh, to be able to share the gospel message, and uh, that is a a powerful combination. And you're you're right on, Doug, with that. Yes, sir. Well, we when I started in 1974. There were 25 staff in the whole country. That's including the national staff. And now we have close to 1,300 staff members throughout the country. Wow. That is is incredible. That, that's definitely incredible. Hey, when you started in 1974 uh, in Orlando, were, were you starting to, to put the FCA together in Orlando, or was it there and you were you were uh, trying to take it to another level? No, we. Uh, when I moved to Orlando after graduating from East Tennessee State University, we uh, before I left East Tennessee State, my coach said, Doug, um, I want you to come to an FCA meeting tonight. Bill Wade is coming to speak. And I'd never heard of FCA. And I went and heard Bill Wade speak that night. And he came through that door with a great big smile. And I'd never seen a pro athlete smile like that before. You know, they were always rough, tough, with kind of with a frown on their face. Well, he came in 
and he shared with us, he said, the greatest thing in my life that's ever happened to me wasn't when we won the national football championship with the Chicago Bears, but when, when I was down on my knees and I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life. And that was my first uh, contact contact with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. When we went to Orlando, I moved there from East Tennessee State. We got it started down there in the schools. And I coached for seven years, and we had a huddle group at the schools where I coached, and we formed a board of directors in Orlando, and we took kids up to Black Mountain, North Carolina, for the national uh, camps, which was a tremendous event where five or 600 young boys come and coaches, and they listen to these pro athletes share their testimonies. They rub shoulders with them, throw the ball with them, and it's just a wonderful time. And many come to know the Lord is their Savior up there. Hey, Doug, let me take a step back a, a little bit. You're talking yeah. about East Tennessee State. So uh, did you uh, – what what sport did you play there? Well, I played baseball. Okay. And is that, is that what you – Tennessee State. Is that what you coached when you went to Florida then? You coached baseball? Well, I coached all of them, uh, baseball, basketball, uh, some football, and track. <laughs> Man, busy. Well, uh, but yeah. I really enjoyed baseball and basketball, probably the best. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a great diversity of uh, of all sports there. So, uh, and how long? How many years did you coach, Doug? I coached uh, seven years altogether before going full time with FCA. FCA. Mm. What what position did you play in baseball? I was a tool of ignorance catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, those are the hey, those are the tough guys, Doug. You were a tough guy. Well, I I loved it. There's nothing I enjoyed more than getting behind that plate and throwing a guy those batters. Yeah. You know, talking to they don't they don't chatter anymore in baseball. If y'all if you noticed, they just stand out there. We used to chatter. And have a big time. I remember the hey about about a hey about a swing bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember the yeah. Yeah. yeah we want a pitcher, not a belly hitcher. That kind of <laughs> I remember all those. Hey Doug, hey, you, I, you were you probably oh, leading them. Oh, I you? talked way too much smack back then and had nothing yeah. to nothing to back it up to. I'll tell you that. Doug, I've got a brother. Yeah. Um, my brother Tim lives down in Tarpon Springs, Florida. And oh, yeah. He is 60, 60 years old or 61, and he's still mm-hmm. catching. He's playing is hard. Right? He's playing at 35 and over, 45 and over, and 55 and over hardball. And I said, can you, can you still throw guys out? He said, yeah, but they're not as fast as they used to be. <laughs> I can one-hop one it and still get these boys out. But he's yeah. still, you know, he hits lefty, he slaps the ball, and, and he's still, he'll mm-hmm. play second base, play a little outfield. But, man, he's still catching, and his knees are, are holding up just fine. Well, that's wonderful. Well, when we, when we went, um, I went to Brevard College uh, for two years before going to East Tennessee State, and played for Gil Cohn, the ex-major leaguer that played up there with Mickey Mantle and 
uh, all those guys, Whitey Ford, Bobby Richards, and Eddie and, Yost, mm-hmm. Eddie Yost. He was with the Washington Senators and one of the fastest uh, ball players in the major leagues. And hey. a wonderful Christian man. Hey, when you said Brevard, are you talking about North Carolina? Brevard, yeah, Brevard, Brevard, North Carolina, up yeah. in the mountains. Yeah, oh, I know exactly yeah. where it, I know exactly where it is. I worked at a camp up there for a couple of summers. So is that right? Yeah. it's beautiful up there. Yeah, it is beautiful, Doug. Yeah, and Gil, Gil Cohn is now ninety-four years old, and I go up and visit him once in a while, and he's he's just a wonderful Christian man and had a great influence on Brevard College and in that whole community. Hey, hey, Doug. When you first started um, with FCA in Orlando, was your focus yeah. on on the high schools in that area, in uh, you know Central Florida, the, the 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 colleges within a certain range? What, what was your focus when you first started in 1974 in Orlando? Well, we we covered uh, uh, a six county area, and we focused on the middle school, high school and college athletes, and we worked with those. And now we're getting into the elementary school athletes and the recreational athletes, so it's really spreading. And also we got a tremendous international ministry with FCA, you know, reaching these young boys and girls in other countries. Hey, Doug, I take it that when you went to Tallahassee and you had that relationship already with Coach Bowden, that you picked up the uh, uh, FCA uh, with uh, uh, there, there at Florida State? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. When I, when I moved up to Tallahassee, I worked with Florida State with all the, the athletes there and coaches. And, you know, Charlie Ward was there, Warwick Dunn, Derek Brooks. Oh yeah, we had we had some wonderful. Uh, I'll never forget they brought in R.V. Brown to speak to the team, and he invited them to accept Christ. And after he did that, he assigned different players with different uh, adults that were there, and some uh, already Christian athletes. And I had Derek Brooks and. Hmm. Uh, Derek prayed to accept Christ, and, and, and you know, he went on to be one of the great players in college and, and pro football with the Bucks. Yeah, he unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I remember him, Un- yeah. Hey, real quick, never, go, go ahead. Me. No, go ahead, Doug. Well, I was going to say, I'll never forget, I said, Derek, would you, would you like to say a prayer now that you've asked Jesus in your heart? And he, he prayed, and he said, Lord, I want to thank you for my mother and my grandmother and my little sister for what they've meant in my life. And evidently, they had been sharing with him about the Lord. Wow! But it was this night that he accepted Christ. Wow! That's well, that's that's, that's awesome. Yeah, what a great testimony. In fact, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Doug, yeah. we're going to ask you for your testimony. We're talking to Doug yeah. Scott. He was a former director of a Fellowship of Christian Athletes down in Tallahassee, Florida, and at one point the state director for FCA in, in Florida, and we'll continue with him on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. 
Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor? Well, Doug, one aspect of our program is um, for the last couple of years is to talk to fellas, uh, athletes, coaches, um, those that have been leading in FCA about their testimony, how they came to know Jesus himself. That We love, Doug, to hear the journey, how the Lord brought individuals to himself, and uh, we'd love to hear your testimony at this time, Doug. Yeah, well, um, I grew up the oldest of four boys. My dad was a coach up in Akron, Ohio, the Midwest, and my mother always talked to us about God. She never talked to us really about Jesus, but she would, um, believe it or not, she would wash scrub the floor every day on her hands and knees and listen to Arthur Godfrey. I don't know if y'all remember him, but he was a kind of a, a comic that was on the radio every day. And I remember one day we were sitting in a chair in the kitchen and we looked out the window and my mother said, God is up there in the sky, up up in those clouds. And that's about what I knew of God at that time. But I, I was going to a church at the high school that met at the high school where my dad coached, Akron Ellett High School. And, and I went to Sunday school class one morning, and our Sunday school teacher shared with us about Jesus. And he said that Jesus was the Son of God, and if we would ask him to come into our heart and be our Savior and Lord, that one day we would go to heaven and be with him for eternity. If we if we didn't do that, we wouldn't get to go to heaven. And that really touched my heart. It was the first time I ever heard that shared in that way. So that day, that morning, when I went to the church service, the pastor gave an invitation to, to come down front if, if you would like to invite Jesus into your heart. And I just felt a tug in, in my spirit. And I got up, I was eight years old, hmm. and I walked down that aisle. And I, I, just, I just went. And halfway down, my Sunday school teacher saw me and got up from his seat and walked down the rest of the aisle with me. Mm. And we went down front, and and uh, the pastor gave the sentence prayer to ask Jesus into my heart. And that that's when it happened. Uh, eight, it was yeah. real. You know, mm. even at eight years old, it was real. And I didn't know about the Holy Spirit at that time, but that it would guide guide you and direct you, but I didn't understand what it was called. Mm-hmm. 
it, you know, at that time in my, in my life and later, I learned about it that when you do something right or you're going to do something wrong, it'll tug you a little bit and say, you better not do that. Mm. That's not what God would want you to do. So later in life, I guess when my mother was probably in her early 70s, a, a friend of mine from the church, he and his wife went and visited my mother and led her to the Lord. Wow. And she was always just a wonderful person, morally and everything, but she had never really invited Jesus, and I didn't realize that, Mm. because she was so good, and, you know, we talked about it all the time, but she had never actually made that commitment until then. That's that's powerful, Doug, you know, to to meet someone at that age that recognizes that as good as they are, they're not good enough to meet God's standard because of the the sinful nature that we have, and to realize that Jesus paid for that, paid for our sin on that cross, and that we can, because of that, yes. invite Him into our life to save us because yeah. uh, He's the one who who paid for our sin. So. I I tell you what, when you see folks like your mom's age come to Christ, that is sweet, Doug. And then to to see someone at the age of eight come to know the Lord and and then uh, keep uh, keep moving down that path and growing and and learning about the Word and what God was doing and how He was teaching and how now you have the the power of the Holy Spirit to help lead and guide you, Uh, that, that is tremendous. Tremendous testimony, Doug. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. sharing that, well, and and I'm sure along the way God kept, you know, deepening you and strengthening you and giving you opportunities. I, probably we won't know till we get to heaven how many people came to know Christ because of you, Doug. Well, I uh, I pray every day that God will use me in in some way to further His kingdom, and uh, I I I just. Uh, I can't hardly begin the day without having prayer and, and talking with the Lord. But I want I wanted to share something with you that uh, meant a lot to me. Before I came on staff with the FCA, when I was coaching, we took a busload of, of boys up to Black Mountain, North Carolina, to the boys' camp at Blue Ridge YMCA Assembly Ground. That's where it was held. Five or six hundred boys, and up there, Bill Wade was up there. Um, Mike Colin, Captain Crunch, they called him. He played at Auburn, and then then he went uh, to the Dolphins and played on that undefeated team that they had uh, back in the early seventies, I believe. And Norm Evans was up there who played with the Dolphins, and later became a head of Pro Athletes Outreach. And I understand that Norm is 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 ill at this time. I don't know what what the problem is. And then one night, the first speaker that we had up there was Paul Crane, who centered for, for Joe Namath with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And Paul Crane shared about putting on the full armor of God from Ephesians 6, and I'll never forget that. And it it just 
you know, it just stuck with me all those years. Hmm. Doug, that's one one of my favorite verses. And, you know, there are times that, you know, you fail before you get out of bed in the morning. I'm putting on the whole, you know, the the full body of armor. But I, I, you know, that for me, that's a great uh, verse. And it's something that you certainly strive for on a daily basis. Hey Doug, when when yeah. when uh, you played at East Tennessee, first question: when when you were eight, you were you know I think you said you had there were four kids in your family, correct? Yes, four, yeah. we had four boys. How did the, how did your siblings feel about about you, you? Did you come home and start talking about this? Well, when I came home, I told you know I told my mother and dad about it, and. I don't. I to be honest, I don't remember if if I started talking to my brothers about what I did or not. But later in life, two of my brothers have passed away, and one of them I know was a Christian. Tommy, he was the youngest, and then Chuck was a third in line. Chuck's a real strong Christian. He lives in Jacksonville, Florida, and was a coach and a dean of boys at Fletcher High School, where we attended high school. And then Johnny was actually an alcoholic. And I shared with him many times, and he rejected it. And, you know, when he died, uh, Pastor Ken, I went to his apartment and he had been drinking and I left and I told him I was going to come back and when I came back there were people outside his apartment and they said he's gone and I said well where did he go and they meant he passed away and I went inside and he was on his knees on the couch with his arms folded in a praying position, and I, I really believe that he called out to God before he died. Wow, man, that's, that's, I, that's I, moving. I believe though. that in my mm. heart because mm. he he went from one couch to another, and he was on his knees, you know, in a praying position. And uh, I'll never forget that. But we uh, we sure talked about the Lord a lot, and three, I know. Three of them for sure accepted him, and I'm not, and I, I think Johnny did. Hmm. Oh, and we, we certainly hope so. Guys, we've got yeah. to get to a break. We'll continue. Our yeah. special guest, and he's a, he's a really good one, he is Doug Scott, former uh, director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, down in Tallahassee, Florida. He's in Orlando and, and, and spent some time in Georgia. He's also the state director for the state of Florida for FCA. Again, he is Doug Scott. We'll, we'll continue our conversation with him on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Oh, 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from my church, man, Brookside Baptist Church. I'd love for the listeners to know what we talk about during the break. Yeah, I mean, it is awesome. I tell you, I just had a great time. Pastor, you're not coming off the bench, man. You're you're in the starting five. Don't worry about it. Hey, before we talk to Doug, our, our special guest for the entire hour, he is Doug Scott. Uh, down in Tallahassee, Florida, he was a state director for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He was the former director um, for that area. Spent some time in Orlando and Georgia. He went to uh, East Tennessee State. Just a great guy, and and still involved and in, and has a great mission when it comes to Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I wanted to talk, if we can, just for a minute, boys. Um, when when you go on the FCA website, and they talk about the four C's of ministry, the uh, coaches ministry campus ministry, um, community ministry, and camp ministry, uh, all extremely important. For me as a basketball coach, you know, the coach's ministry um, really talks directly to me. And and as a, as a coach, it, it just is very plain and simple. When you get a chance, go to the FCA website. And if you're a coach and you have a heart for, for what we're talking about, this would be a great read for you. It, it, it's got some really good stuff about their vision on how they want to see coaches transformed and, and what some of the things that you can do uh, with your team. And I just, I you know, Doug, when, when, when you're a guy like me that gets a chance to do a lot of research when we, we talk to different guests, the, the, the FCA website makes it extremely clear as to the direction yes. and, and the vision that that FCA has. Yes, yes. Well, you know, uh, I had a real heart for the coaches ministry. I mean, I liked all of it. But with my dad being a coach, I saw the impact that they had and then being around having the blessing of being able to be around Coach Tom Landry and Joe Gibbs and John Wooden and Frank Bowles and all those guys, the impact that that they had uh, on the lives of their athletes and other coaches. And when I first started with FCA in 1974, I would go into a locker room looking for the FCA uh, coach. And when I would come in, the other coaches would scatter. Here comes that FCA guy. Let's get out of here. And then as the years went by, the coaches that were involved with FCA ministered to the other coaches. They would invite them to the banquets, to the camps, to the speaking events. And they were the ones that really reached out to the other coaches. And now, when you go into a locker room, almost the majority of the coaches here will come over and say, hey, how you doing? When's the next FCA event coming up? Who's coming to speak? I mean, so so through the coach, they've had a tremendous influence. Hey, Doug, uh, when you have, yeah. these, when you have yeah. these coaches' clinics, uh, obviously you're helping them know how to – minister or how to work with with their with the young man or young ladies that they're coaching or whatever uh do you have i mean do do you bring in coaches in that will even talk x's and o's of their sport to try to help them become better coaches just on the field or uh you know on the court yeah see we have coaches family camps also where the whole family comes and we'll have uh the coaches participate 
in softball and volleyball, and they're in a huddle group. Each the coaches are assigned to a different huddle group, and they're in that huddle group, and they talk about the Bible. They they talk about problems that they deal with as coaches, how the Lord's helped them. They give their testimonies, and then they go out and compete together against the other huddles. Oh, that's and pretty then cool. During during the camp, they have X no sessions. Like um, Dean Smith will come up there and give them uh, Grant Taft. You know, different Mark Rick's been up there. Uh, Bobby Bowden, and they come up and do clinics in football, basketball, and the different sports. That, that, that is neat. I think going up against one another and, and, and playing, I mean, so like if Mike McGivern was attending, he could be on the same volleyball team as Tony Dungy. Yeah, he could be right in there with Tony. <laughs> he, be, he better set him close to the net because I can't jump like I used to, man. I got to yeah. t- tell you that. That is awesome, Again, we, we are talking to Doug Scott, uh, FCA, uh, former director of FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes down in Tallahassee, Florida. Hey, Doug, being down in in, in the neck of the woods that, that, that you spent a lot of your time and, and being around Florida State, you had already talked about Derek Brooks and a little bit about Work done and Charlie Ward. You know, here at, at Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan, Leroy Butler uh, works up here, and, and I get a chance to see him. And and uh, I know that he was a guy that, that you did a few things with uh, when he was at Florida State. He's a really good man. Oh, um, did you say did you say Leroy Butler? Yeah, Leroy Butler. Yeah, Lee, oh, Leroy was a wonderful young man. I took him and Lawrence Dawsey, a wide receiver, Ronnie Lewis, a wide receiver, and there was one other guy. We went to the prison in Jasper, Florida. It was Hamilton County, and spoke, and they spoke and gave their testimonies to the prisoners. And, and when, they, when we introduced them, there were a bunch of FSU prisoners there, and they... You know, they yelled out, go Seminoles, and then the Gators were there in the, the Miami Hurricanes. They were all... That didn't, that didn't break out in a fight, did it? No, but... I be- no, they did. They didn't fight. Boy, did they yell! I bet the hey, I bet the baddest boys in that prison were the Hurricane Boys, man. Because back in the day, those Miami Hurricane Boys were tough. That's when they were really tough back then, and you know all those real tough. They won the national championship and all and all that. But when we we when we finished there, we went back to the. I took them back to the university. And I said, would you guys like a sandwich? And Leroy called me over and he said, Mr. Doug, he said, could you just give me the money that it would cost to buy the sandwich? He said, I don't have any money. And I said, you know, you weren't allowed to do that, but... um, Somehow we made <laughs> you snuck get, that. Get him a sandwich. <laughs> hey, the NCAA better not be listening. They'll go back and take away of the national championship or something. I know, I know, and I better be careful. <laughs> hey, hey, tell us the story about Leroy and the what was that fumble? Fumble Ruski. The punt, the punt Ruski. Oh, punt we Ruski. We were playing. We were playing Clemson at at home in Tallahassee, and. 
it was a real close game, and it was fourth down. We were we were punt. Most of the people probably remember this. And they, when they hiked the ball, it went to it, it, Leroy was lined up in the backfield, and and they hiked the ball to the kicker, and he just laid the ball down on the ground, and Leroy came by and picked it up and went around left end and ran all the way for a touchdown. I mean, it was the crowd went crazy. Man, I, I, maybe he jumped into the – did he jump into the stands like he did up at Lambeau Field? He is the inventor of the Lambeau he, Leap, he, man. I'm sure, I'm sure he did. He was um, – Coach Bowden always came up with these trick plays, you know, all the time. And, hey. and uh, that was probably one of the best ones that, that he ever did. Hey, Doug, when we had Bobby on uh, a couple of months ago, he spoke extremely highly of a number of players, but he really went out of his way to talk about work done and to talk yeah. about Charlie Ward. But he, he there was a special place in his heart uh, for work done. And he said, look, this, yeah. is, this is just a guy who talks the talk, walks the walk, and, and is strong in his walk, and, and he continues to walk worthy to this day. But there was, there's a special place, I think, in, in Coach Bowden's heart uh, for work done. Yes, I, I, think, there, I think there was, um, Pastor Ken. You know, Warwick, I went over to the dorm one night on a Friday night yeah. to just see if any of the players were there. While I, I went in the Warwick's room, I knew where their rooms were. He was in there playing uh, that football game on on TV. You know, most of the guys were out uh, eating somewhere on dates and stuff. Warwick was sitting right there. Now, he was a freshman. I think he was a freshman. And he roomed with Charlie Ward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, neither one of them would say much. They, they were real quiet. But he was playing that game, that football game that you play. Like a video game? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the video game. That's what it was. He was playing that. (laughs) And I I couldn't get over that because there weren't many players in the dorm that night. But old Warwick was there. And that's awesome. Hey, guys, we've got to get to a break. And uh, I look forward to our last segment. We'll continue talking with Doug Scott. Just, uh, I look forward to one day meeting this man in person and shaking his hand because I'm a big fan. Former director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes down in Tallahassee, Florida. Also the state director for the state of Florida. And we'll continue with him on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest for the entire show. Doug Scott, former director of uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes down in Tallahassee, Florida, 
was also the state director for the entire state of Florida. You know, Ken, um, I know that you know this, but but Doug has been so kind to us on this show, and he's passed along some names that uh, guys that he thinks would be a great would be great guests on on this show. And I, I figured I would let you know on the air that next week uh, we're going to be talking to Bobby Richardson <laughs> from the New York Yankees that's going to join us for the, for Faith in the Zone. Yeah, Pat, he's he mm-hmm. pastored down in in Dallas, Texas for a while. He he actually did uh, he he preached um, Mickey Mantle's funeral service. Right. They had Bob Costas yeah. give well, the eulogy, but. But Bobby Richardson, so Mike, that is great news. I look forward well, to that conversation. Do you know, I can't thank Doug Scott enough. Yeah. I can't because he, he had asked me about mm-hmm. a week ago when we were talking about him coming on. He said, Mike, what's the most difficult part of doing Faith in the Zone? And I said, there are times, Doug, that to find guys. You know, I'm, I'm constantly on the, on, on the Internet. I'm constantly looking. I've, you know, I've gone to work, done foundation, guys like that. But sometimes it's hard to get guys who are willing to come on or to at least track them down. And Doug called us with with probably 15 or 20 great names of of guys that we're going to have, you know, throughout the the, the next six months to have guys like Anthony Munoz and, and Bobby Richardson and just some great names of guys. And, Doug, I can't thank you enough for your willingness to help us here at Faith in the Zone. Well, you're you're sure welcome. These, I, I, uh, to get these guys to – share on the radio to the public is is a great testimony for the people to hear you know a lot of people will hear they'll come to hear a great athlete or coach to hear about the sports and the games x and o's but when they hear them talk about jesus christ and how they became uh saved uh it it's a different ball game then. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, no doubt. It's powerful. That exactly. Hey Doug, one of the funnier things that 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 I think that we've had on Faith in Zone for a while was Bobby Bowden talking about the tomahawk chop and 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 that <laughs> da, 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 you know the yeah. sound and he said man that they do that every you go well you walk in the grocery store these people start doing that tomahawk chop and and oh, start singing yeah. that and he said you know I yeah. love it but sometimes it gets a little old you being down on the field for some of those Florida State games you you must have heard that a million times oh goodness they and, and the opposing teams hate it. <laughs> well, it is, it is one, so loud, man. I mean, it is just flat loud. The whole stadium. They, yeah. This one guy was a big Gator fan, and and when he would come to the game, the FSU Gator game that was played in Tallahassee, he said, "I love to come there." He said, "But when they started that chop, he said I hated it." He said, "I hate." It. <laughs> hey, Tom hey Doug, do you still go to games? Yes, I do. I I used to have season tickets and went, you know, to all of them. And as you get older, fighting that crowd is is a little tough. So I stay home. But uh, this year, I got I got tickets to the Clemson game and the Gator game. So I I am going to go back to those this year. Oh, that's that's awesome! I one day I'm gonna I'm gonna come down there and uh, and go to a game and, and and let you know that I'm in town because there's a couple of things on my bucket list and going to a Florida State game, you know, Saturday night at seven o'clock game 
and yeah. down at Florida State would be one of those that I could mark off my bucket list. I think that would be just uh, just a blast to to experience that one time. Oh, get your, get your chop ready because they'll be doing it. Get <laughs> yeah. your tomahawk chop. Yeah, you know, I, I I will uh, I will do my best. Hey, when when you think back, um, Doug, on on some of the athletes, and we only have a few minutes left uh, in the yeah. show. Um, other than Warwick Dunn and Leroy Butler, some of the players that that we have talked about, are there any other ones from uh, from Florida State or throughout the country that that you could say, hey, look, I this is a young man that I was really impressed with and, and did a great job for FCA. Well, do you remember Jay Barker that played quarterback for Alabama? Oh, sure, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, Jay Barker. I went to a to a rally where he was speaking one time to a bunch of teenagers. I mean, it was packed out, the gymnasium, or it was access, a civic center. And he stood up in front of those kids and he said, I have never drank, I've never smoked, and I've never had sexual relations with any girl because I believe I believe that that's something that you save into your marriage and that whole uh stadium or um civic center mm-hmm. civic yep. center everyone in there stood up and cheered and just gave him a standing ovation well, you probably and, uh, and say, and i'll never say, yeah. i'll never forget jay barker doing that in uh there there were a lot of uh great christian athletes but i'll tell you if you don't mind, Tom Landry was one of the greatest men I've ever seen. And we were in Naples, Florida, and he I was in the locker room with him. He had his shirt off and he rippled. He looked like a a bodybuilder. He had he was so developed. And uh somebody asked him one time he said, Coach Landry thought that you had to know the Bible from front to cover before you could be used by the Lord. And this guy told him, he said, Coach Landry, if you'll step out in faith, God will use you uh, to his fullest if you'll, if you'll just step out and go forward with him. And he did, and he became the ambassador for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Wow, boy, what that's a great. That's a great, great story. Christian man, he was. That is a great story. You don't want to ask yes. him about. You don't want to ask no, him about no. cussing. No, <laughs> now remember that. Yeah, that remember that. That, that, that question yeah, is still is it's in the uh, it's in the folklore of this whole show, right? I got to tell you. Hey, um, Doug, yeah. thank you so much. We we truly appreciate oh, the time yeah, you've we, given us. We do, not Doug. only the time you've given us today, but but your trust in us with some of the names that you've passed along. And 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 Doug, we will uh, take good care of those guys. Have them on and, yeah. and ask for their testimony as well. I just really appreciate the time you've given us today, and I look forward to, to the day that uh, that I can buy you a cup of coffee and and uh, uh, sandwich, and we'll sit and talk. Well, I look I look forward to meeting y'all too in, in person, and I I really enjoyed talking with y'all, and y'all do a great job, really do. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. We loved having you. You bet. Yeah, well, Pas- tell Leroy I said hello. Oh, I will do that. Pastor, yeah. it's good to see you. Good to see you, Mike. Great show. Great show. Thanks yes, for sir. listening. This is yes, sir. God bless you. Bye. God bless you too. Okay. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio one hundred five seven FM, the Fan. 
You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.